Welcome to the Arone Sports Podcast. Listen in as professional handicappers Frank and Rob break down this week's wagers on a game-by-game basis. Tomorrow, the last soccer keep is money. Is there a lot of money to be made in that kind of business? Nothing is impossible. You can shear a sheep many times, but skin him only once. Obsession is a young man's game. This is exactly my point. Take it easy, take it easy. Simple, my people, not easy. What's all that about? You're my older brother, and I love you. But don't ever take sides with anyone against the family again. What I think I meant to say was just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. I'm here to give you a show what it's missing. You guys are crazy. You ready? Ready. Set? Set. One, two, three, go! Welcome back to the Arone Sports Podcast. It is Wednesday, January 15th, 2020, and division round games are in the books, heading to the conference championships, which is real exciting if your team's still playing, but (laughs) unfortunately uh, for us, they're not, so pretty anticlimactic finish here to the season in a lot of ways, but uh, anyway, we'll uh, go on upstairs, bring in the other co-host of the pod here. Crabber, how you doing this week? Yeah, not too bad. Like you said, pretty discouraging, uh, that Vikings loss last weekend. We'll get into a little bit in the weekend recap, but yeah, it's, uh, significantly less exciting when you don't have a team in there. And you could say for the people that in the, aren't in the playoffs for those type of teams, it's, yeah, you, you're not really don't have as much interest in the playoffs. But no, I think it's a whole different dynamic when you have a team that especially was, you know, pretty good. You got some good players, you got some firepower and then just get absolutely rolled. Uh, last week, I think that's almost more discouraging, harder to watch the playoffs as opposed to having a team, you know, uh, like a like a Washington or a Cincinnati or something that's really never in playoff contention. Uh, I would argue for sure because it's just kind of more of a, a downer. But uh, yeah, it's uh, pretty frustrating nonetheless. Yeah, for sure. And then it, it's just amazing too. It's like there's not like there's a whole lot of teams I really like or root for in the NFL anyway, necessarily outside of uh, you know, the Vikings or ever have your money on. But and then you got to situation this week where not to spoil it but the i don't really like the these point spread range games as much and it's kind of to me fairly clear cut who's who's likely to come through and even if the underdogs win i'm not going to be all that excited either so it just kind of sucks but that's i think we kind of said every year for the most part like unless your team's in it at this point uh it just kind of seems like every week kind of gets less and less exciting and uh ultimately leading up to the super bowl which most people look forward to and say is the big game of the year and everything like that. And to me, it just kind of is uh yeah, kind of said kind of anticlimactic and the, the season kind of fizzles out and, and uh, just some of the favorite, favorite parts of the season for me are those first couple of weeks where you're kind of getting back to those full slates of action and you're not totally sure who's good and who's not. And uh, this is kind of the antithesis of that. So anyway, uh, might as well start off the pod here and uh, yeah, do our little weekend recap. The weekend recap. All right. So, how'd you do in the divisional round there? Um. Yeah. All in all, another good week for me. Only a single release on theronesports.com for me. I had that Houston over, also my pick of the week. And uh, that one actually, that that line kind of came down a little bit. So I actually got a, a little bit of a worse number uh, compared compared to some of those sharper books offshore, at least. Uh, didn't really understand that much at all. That that move. I just thought that it had a good chance to keep going up, and it kind of hit a a break point there. Or a, a, a tipping point at a 51 and a half or 51. It seems like that's where the, there's some buyback there on that under. Um, but yeah, as you, uh, as you well, well know, that was just a, a crazy game. If we start with that one for a, the recap, I mean, I don't know if I've ever seen a, a game 
uh, such a crazy game there for sure in the first half, maybe, uh, you know, ever in the first half, but even that whole game was just pretty crazy. It kind of fizzled a little bit in the second half, but yeah, that just that first half, uh, Houston being up 24, I think a couple minutes into the second quarter and then Kansas City looking lifeless. And after Baltimore just got, uh, got, got bounced there and in the, in the, the night before in a similar point spread range and they had a similar hype, but you're kind of just looking for the same thing that Tennessee did in, in Houston and, then all of a sudden you get Kansas City's offense and they start roaring back and by the end of the second quarter they ended up being up uh, going into half 28 to 24 so 28 straight unanswered points and you know less than 12 minutes or 13 minutes whatever it was is I think they scored like two in two or three minutes I think they scored three touchdowns it was just absolutely crazy and, and insane it wasn't really even like that much of flukiness it was basically just uh, some big play big chunk plays on offense so it was uh pretty crazy for sure and um so yeah, that was an easy winner. Needless to say, got got over in the first half, so that got got over in easy fashion. And then the other games, I didn't have a huge opinion on, but uh, yeah, like you like we said earlier, that that Vikings game pretty discouraging. I will, uh, I, I know you'll touch on the other uh, game or two, but for the Vikings game, yeah, it was really discouraging just for the fact that yeah, boy, there wasn't really anything that they did well. They just kind of got trounced and it just got completely annihilated on almost every facet of the game. And just the uh, offensive line was just getting rolled over by the defensive line of San Francisco and since they were healthier and the offensive line was doing whatever they wanted to the defensive line and running four or five yards every run. It was just even when they uh, were down down late and pretty much knew they were going to run the ball, they still couldn't stop them. So, yeah, just just a pretty pitiful effort there by the Vikings. That was, uh, like we said, discouraging. But I know you uh, had a pick of the week on them. I, I stayed away. I, I, I kind of had a, a similar sense of how that game was going to go out to New Orleans. Of course, I was wrong about the New Orleans game, uh, but then ended up being right, unfortunately, pretty pretty spot on there against San Francisco. So, yeah, all in all, for me, uh, a release place perspective, I did have a 1-0. Uh, pick of the week went well, and, and then I stayed away from pretty much anything else. So, yeah, uh, all in all, it was, it was a pretty, pretty good week for me, I think, uh, put it all together. Yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't release anything because I didn't – even though that was my pick of the week with the Vikes, I – I think I even mentioned it last week. It's not one of my, you know, I didn't feel nearly as strongly about last weekend as I did about the, uh, the wild card weekend where I, I liked a handful of stuff and I, I took a little bit of Seattle plus four that lost by a point. I took a little bit of Houston plus 10 that was looking great. <laughs> was up 34 at one point and, uh, with, with the 10 points and that ended up losing, losing by 10. And then uh, I took some Vikings and they were just, yeah, lifeless, basically. A, were non-competitive for most of the game. So, and uh, a couple, uh, one close call and one uh, one tease and one that I was just completely wrong about. So, it uh, wasn't wasn't the best weekend, that's for sure. So, I think that's a, a case where you just kind of uh, you, know, you got to pat yourself on the back a little bit for for just kind of staying away and being a little bit more cautious and and uh pessimistic about the weekend after having such a good weekend the weekend before so uh didn't didn't break my uh i guess i, I guess i technically did break my winning streak from like five weeks in a row uh since i didn't release anything last weekend and, and didn't get the pick of the week home but uh you know it was a good run and i didn't uh didn't totally kill it either there and i don't know it's like i said it just seems obviously there's less and less opportunities as the as the playoffs go on so if you don't see anything, it's even though it's it sucks when there's only a couple games left and you know people like having action on it. But it's if you don't see anything, you, you don't have to bet it. You can always uh, you know wait wait and stockpile that money till next season or or look to other sports too. So 
just because these are only games left, if there's not any value in the number, it, you know, you don't have to jump. Um, yeah, so I have a, that'll do it for the weekend recap. Uh, not, not too, too eventful. We went one and oh combined <laughs> with our releases. Uh, winning's winning, right? That's right. Um, all right, let's, uh, do getting the best of the number here. Getting the best of the number. All right, so in the division round, were there any qualifiers for getting the best of the number? Uh, yeah, I talked about it, uh, before pre-recording here, and it, uh, one that's a little more nitpicky, definitely not, uh, a widely available or as good of examples as we've had in the past, but I, I will throw it in here since we had no other qualifiers, and that's that Seattle, uh, Green Bay side, and that one opened Green Bay three and a half, uh, mostly or four, somewhere in there, and then a little bit of money came in on Green Bay throughout the week. It closed four and a half was probably the consensus, but there were, were several fives. Um, I know quite a few in Vegas there, and then there was a, one offshore shop also closed five. So that one, uh, that game landed 28-23 right on five. So you could have got a push there if you bet um, Seattle uh, at plus five. Um, of course, if you bet Green Bay at, at minus five, you might need to reevaluate because that's a pretty bad bet but uh, number-wise. But, um, yeah, you could have potentially pushed Seattle five. But, again, a little bit uh, – a little bit easier to dismiss if you if you weren't able to get that five because it was pretty pretty tough to find. All right, well let's jump into it here. We got two games here, obviously for the conference championships. Uh, first one, I don't know why they got them flip flopped as far as the time goes uh, with the rotation order here, but first game three o five Eastern. We got Tennessee heading to Kansas City for the AFC championship. Uh, it looks like Kansas City here's uh what seven at home with some extra juice and a total of fifty two and a half. Yeah, this will be a quick quick little segment here, uh, just the two games, but uh, kind of bittersweet here coming to the end of the season. But yeah, Tennessee, Kansas City. I'll just give my power rating, but like I said last week, these power ratings are kind of just more of a general number and probably even less important than the, than the regular season. But I will still give it my power rating number here, Kansas City, eight and a half. Westgate open here, Kansas City, seven and a half. Uh, of course, use Westgate in Las Vegas. That's just a general book that we've used all year or for the last, I don't know, four years, probably ever since we started the podcast. So I just continue to use that. Uh, the opener, Kansas City, seven and a half, and then the total here open, 52. So for, the way I break down this game, uh, I, I do have a, actually a pretty big bet here on, already on the game. I, I know I told you uh, first when it came out. Actually, I think before the Kansas City game was even over. It was in the, I don't know, fourth quarter or something. I saw some. Some shops putting up some numbers on the on the total on the side, assuming that Kansas City was going to get by Houston there once they kind of uh, were up by, what, 20 points or whatever it was late, but still quite a bit of time left on the clock and just assumed they were going to be able to get it done. After Houston looked pretty lifeless there after they kind of got uh, you know pounced on in that second quarter, like I mentioned earlier. But, yeah, I, I, this game opened. I, I saw some 50-and-a-halves, 51s, and I just just didn't – I knew it was – I'm not necessarily love it going over, but I just knew how, how the betting markets work, and after – that market uh, pushed that game down a little bit at close. You knew there was a little bit of sharp money waiting to bet the under uh, Kansas City, uh, Houston last week. So when when that happens and then it blows over in that first half, you just I think there's going to be a big adjustment in the marketplace, and you're kind of seeing that here. I, I, I did I did bet a little bit there, not as much as I like to, but basically bet a lim- couple limit bets, and of course it kind of slowly trickled. And then this morning too, I actually hit it again pretty hard, uh, my, my group, and and now it's sitting at the 53, 52 and a half. So yeah, this morning. Moved another point or so. I was sitting at 52 this morning. So, yeah, it's getting a little getting a little pricey, that's for sure. So, I mean, I've, I I probably still like the over, but it just comes down to, you know, where's the value at? But it, to me, this seems like something where the total should be about 55. I don't uh, – I, I just feel like it's uh, it's still probably a little bit too low. 
obviously like it uh, better at the, uh, like it more at the better number, but that's pretty obvious to say. But the one thing I will say with this is I find it interesting is there's money coming in on Tennessee because, like I said, it opened seven and a half. Now we're seeing seven, maybe a little bit of juice. Not a huge movement, but the fact that we're seeing some Tennessee money here and kind of a, a lean to Tennessee and not as much Kansas City money. I, I, I won't be surprised if Kansas City money does come in here before kickoff, just from you know public money or what have you. But the fact that we're seeing early money on Tennessee tells me that there's some a little bit professional money trying to get that seven in the hook. And and what's what's strange to me is there's money coming in on the over, but but Tennessee money. And to me, that's that's you know not correlated. I think it should be going the opposite. If if money's coming in on the under, I would agree with the Tennessee money. But the fact that there's money coming in on Tennessee and over money just doesn't it doesn't sit right with me. It's, it seems like if this game goes over, I feel like Kansas City's going to cover this game is is how I've handicapped it. And it feels like the only way Tennessee really can win this game or keep it close is if, if they, you know, basically stop that Kansas City offense. It just seems hard to imagine if, if their their game plan going in, it's got to be, you know, slow, slow the game down and rush the ball with Henry and, and, and keep Mahomes and that, that ridiculous offense off the field. So, like I said, it just it's a little strange to me the way the markets are moving. It seems like they would be going in unison here uh, one way or the other. So that's uh, something to keep note of. But with that being said, um, judging that I like the over, you'd think I'd like to, you know, to put that together with Kansas City on the side. But I don't know. It just it just seems like a little bit a little bit pricey here. And and I just nothing else. I've kind of bet bet against Tennessee quite a bit, even last week against Baltimore, laying you know more than a touchdown and just. This hasn't worked out uh, all season long for me, so it's just a deal where I'm kind of being more weary of playing these Tennessee games and betting against them. And uh, that'd be the only way I could lean, though, would be on the Kansas City side. I, I really wouldn't want to bet Tennessee, or sorry, the Kansas City side. I really won't want to bet Tennessee just for the fact that I feel like you're getting a pretty big adjustment here from where the where my power ratings sit and where this game would have been before they beat beat Baltimore. I mean, give them credit; they did a good job, and they kind of. Played a different way than Baltimore liked to play in a different style, but I don't know. I think it's gonna be a little more of a challenge here for Kansas for them to do this to Kansas City. So, yeah, not a huge opinion on the side. I guess I lean Kansas City at a seven, a flat seven, but not a huge opinion. Uh, but yeah, definitely still like the over. I think uh, the current price, current market price. Yeah, I was gonna make the same point about about it, Kansas City being correlated to the over and vice versa. So, totally agree with you there. Um, that is kind of surprising to me. I just I don't. I mean, obviously, when they played earlier in the year, Kansas City, uh, I mean, Tennessee won 35-32. So I guess maybe there's a, a contrary data point that it is possible for Tennessee to win in a shootout, but I just don't think that's likely at all and uh, would definitely bet against that repeating. Um, yeah, <laughs> this to me is almost uh, my only real opinion on the game, I'd say, would be I think I do like the Chiefs. I I'd, I'd bet them at the seven, even though I wouldn't love it. And I didn't. I wish this were uh, a game with a lot more games on the board because I think teasing uh, Kansas City or Moneyline Parlay seems like a good idea. Uh, when I say that, it just brings up bad memories because that week, uh, whatever it was, back in November, a week, uh, like, what was that? Week 12 game? Week 11 game? Something like that? Uh, so it's, yeah, week 11 game. They, the Chiefs went to, uh, Kansas City and, and I had a bunch of, I don't remember that week, but I had a bunch of parlays, money line parlays and, uh, teases connected to, to Kansas City or not teases. I think it was all money line parlays because Kansas City was laying like five, five and a half in that game. And that was back when Mahomes came back and was healthy. And I'm like, this, this Kansas City team is just significantly better than 
than Tennessee. So the fact they're only laying five, five and a half here is just pretty ridiculous. And I was kind of betting on the come a little bit on, on the Chiefs. And I don't know if you remember that game, but the Kansas City was just moving the ball up and down the field at will against Tennessee. And they possessed the ball 38 minutes to 22 minutes and just just dominated the stats every single way they possibly could. They out, out uh, gained them by 160 yards. And then the Chiefs had that, uh, had, I forgot what exactly what the play was. It was like a fourth and one or a fourth and two or something like that. And then they, instead of going for it and stealing the game, which they should have done, then they went for a long field goal and they fumbled the snap and Tennessee recovered and ended up, uh, going down the field and, and scoring to win the game by three. And, it was just absolutely ridiculous at the time, and uh, now seeing the same matchup come back to play just kind of brings back those uh, those horrific memories. So I think now it's a couple couple points more expensive. So the you know the money line parlay is going to be a little bit more expensive, and um, you know the, the tease makes a little bit more sense or as much sense here in this in this regard. So I think that's the way I would look here. I just think I think what Tennessee's done has been impressive, and that's where I do get a little bit worried about the over. Because I, I think the Chiefs should have a ton of success against this Tennessee defense. So I understand uh, the, the over-movement and, and liking that, that side of the total. But it just seems to me like if Tennessee is going to have any success here, they're going to just be running Henry and just trying to shorten this game as much as possible. And maybe if the Chiefs jump out, the Titans will have to try to keep pace with them. And that could be... Uh, I think that that's just like almost a sure over, except for some weird turnovers and stuff. But if Tennessee gets the lead early, or they're just stubborn and say, "Okay, we're just going to keep rushing this ball and 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 four yards in a cloud of dust type deal," and we're going to try to have these eight-minute possessions, even if the Chiefs do have some a little bit of success or you know a decent amount of success, it still could just keep the scoring down when you're talking about you know the low low to mid fifties now. So. I agree. I, I lean to the over, and I, I like the Chiefs trying to figure out the best way to attack them. Um, I just I don't think Tennessee's. I think they're good. I think they're a decent team, but I just don't think they're a uh, you know Super Bowl contending quality team. I, I don't think their defense is all that great. And even last week against Baltimore, they they tightened up when they needed to, but they they gave up a lot of yards uh, last last week against Baltimore and. I don't know how many times I forgot. It was I think Brinson, yeah, basically, basically just stopped him when they need to in the in the important crucial third and fourth downs. Yeah, exactly. And Brinson like tweeted out, but they like they got on inside the the forty like nine times and got twelve points out of it or something ridiculous. I mean, they got outgained by two hundred and thirty yards. They won the turnover battle three to zero, and you know give, give them credit. Um, they, yeah, they, they, and I think something to note too, those turnovers don't even include turnovers on fourth and one or fourth and five yeah. or the, like, I don't know how many they had of those, like four or five, six, whatever it was. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, they, they came and beat the Super Bowl favorite. So you can never disparage what they did. It was absolutely impressive. But I think if they play that game out 10 times, I, I think that was one of the, the two or maybe three at most times that they come away winning that game and against Lamar, who had a, uh, the Baltimore you know, went one and done last year, and, and it maybe there should could be something potentially problematic with them. You know, who, who's to say at this point? But we'll see as time goes on. But I, I, as impressive as the the Tennessee win streak has been here, I just think I think this is going to be a different test, and uh, I, I think Kansas City is going to give them all they can handle here. So 
I agree. I lean to the over and, uh, and like Kansas City here quite a bit to, to win the game and, and would bet them at seven. And even if it gets higher, then I'd probably start to give a little bit more pause, but anything at seven or under, I like them. And like I said, put them in parlays and teases. All right. Uh, onto the late game NFC here. We got Green Bay heading to San Francisco and, uh, the Niners are laying seven and a half here at home with a total of 45. Yeah. My power rating here, San Francisco minus eight. Westgate open San Francisco seven and the total here open 45 and a half and not a whole lot of movement here. A little bit, a uh, little bit of San Francisco money, if anything, and moving to that seven and a hook that moved pretty quickly and it's kind of been sitting there. It's shaping up pretty good here for the most of the week. It's been sitting there. So not, not much movement at all and kind of the total keeps jumping back and forth between 45, 45 and a half. So just nothing really for me on this game at all. I mean, like I said, I have a pretty strong opinion on that total in the last game, but this game, it's just harder for me to make a some uh, something. Uh, I already have a small bet uh, against one of your friends actually from last weekend. Uh, bet San Francisco minus seven, and of course that's just a even money bet since uh, since there's no uh, juice involved. So that was a pretty good bet. He he thought there's no way he was going to open seven, and I took uh, no matter who it was, Green Bay or Seattle, would be seven. And I'd, I'd argue that if it was Seattle, it's going to probably be even another half a point or point higher than where it is now. So I, obviously I'm happy with that bet there. Maybe with the division deal too. But maybe. Yeah, but um, anyway, according to my power range, I have Seattle, whatever, point point worse. You saw that play out where it closed there last week. But anyway, yeah, it's, it's pretty pretty similar either way. But, um, yeah, I just I, – I don't know. Even at seven, I don't really love the bet. It's more out of principle. And, of course, that's not where the current market is, so it's kind of irrelevant. But, yeah, seven and a half, I don't know. I guess with the extra hook, I guess I lean Green Bay. But it's just it just comes down to, boy, I don't know, the way they got blown off. Uh, last time they played each other because they did play these two teams did play each other earlier in the year and San Francisco just blew the doors off of Green Bay and I guess the argument is do you think that's a positive or a negative for Green Bay and I think you could argue either side that they you know San Francisco did so well and they don't have anything to improve upon but I don't know I think San Francisco's might be even better than now than they were then uh, and then I just I just feel like the San Francisco team is I don't know. I don't really trust them a ton, and I think the main reason has to do with Garoppolo. I didn't really like what I saw with Garoppolo much at all last week, and I, that's the one frustrating part as a Vikings fan when Garoppolo really didn't play that well at all, and we still get dominated that much. It's it's really frustrating. Um, but we'll see where Garoppolo plays. I think that's the, probably the biggest issue from the San Francisco side of things is is the, is the quarterback play on, on Garoppolo. I think every other facet, uh, maybe other, I guess other than the running game, but other than that, I just feel like San Francisco is dominant. Uh, against this Green Bay team, so uh, obviously you're paying a price here, laying the seven and a half, and and then that's pretty pricey. So yeah, to me, it's just take the better quarterback and the points. But again, I just this Green Bay team is just I think so so much has so much so much smoke and mirrors. So it's just hard for me to, to jump on board here. But like I said, just paying a pretty big tax here with San Francisco, and uh, the only way it could be would be a lean Green Bay. But I'm just almost for sure not going to be involved in this game. I just I just really can't make of it. So. Don't got to belabor it, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see if there's any movement that comes in. I just I feel like this is going to sit here all week, but I will be interested to see if there's any sharp movement here on this game uh, before kickoff. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. If it was that a few years ago, you're going to get a 13 and three Packers team with Aaron Rodgers and catch over a touchdown in an NFC Championship game. That yeah, would just kind of that would seemed like unfathomable. And I I do think yeah too. That's I would slightly lean to the Packers just out of principle catching this many points. But, I mean, I, I do think San Francisco is a, a good bit better than Green Bay. And like we've said all year, basically, we thought Green Bay and Seattle were both pretty uh, pretty 
fraudulent teams and you know, it really hasn't <laughs> we really haven't got paid off on that at all. You know, there hasn't really been too many opportunities to to go against that, especially in the playoffs. You had Seattle going and even though I liked them and playing a Philly team that was part you know, won a terrible division and was questionable whether they should have even been in the playoffs and then they go up against a backup quarterback and still struggle to get by and the two teams play each other. So obviously you can't really downgrade or upgrade them against each other much at all there. And that's how we get rid of one of the teams. And now Green Bay, even if they do go in here and get shellacked by San Francisco again, it's just the price. I guess the markets really haven't been higher on the Packers. I think everybody, even though I think they've been frauds, I think the the markets for the most part caught on. And that's, I guess, just kind of a credit to to the markets and why it's so much sharper than it would have been 20 years ago, where there's no way that this... 13 and 3 Packers team would have been priced the way they have been over the last couple months or I mean, basically most of the season. Huh. So it's just kind of frustrating when you see something that doesn't match up with what the very service level stuff would suggest and, and you don't really have an opportunity to even try to make money on it. So it would have been real nice if we would have got that New Orleans Green Bay looking back on it if the Vikings went to beat New Orleans. I, I would have loved New Orleans going into Green Bay because there's no way they would have been able to make them much of a favorite, if at all, I wouldn't think, going into Lambeau like that and telling me to take the Saints in a pick'em game would have been spectacular. But yeah, and here, when you're just when you're laying seven and a half with San Francisco, it's just just kind of kind of rich. And then even like I said, you could throw them in a tease, and I think that I would probably suggest that would be the money line parlay, the two favorites or a tease of two favorites. But I'm sure that's going to be the most popular bet on the planet, and wouldn't be shocked if one of the dogs somehow sneaks out a win. So I don't even necessarily love that, but that's probably the way I would play it this weekend. And just, but then it's like you go back to, well, you got the three and 13 San Francisco team, whatever they were from last year. It's obviously significantly better this year. And, but then you still got the rookie, not rookie, but first time playoff head coach combined with the first time playoff quarterback. And, and you're relying on them to, to finish off the second leg of that tee as it is against Aaron Rodgers, it is uh, a little bit worrisome. So I, I wouldn't say it's a, you know, a, a, I wouldn't feel like great about this end of it either. So who who knows? And especially with San Francisco coming off a game where they looked unbelievable last week. And, uh, you know, according to those at um, Football Outsiders, I think they said they, according to their DVOA, they played their best performance of the season last week against the Vikings. So maybe are they going to, redo the same thing potentially this week and and they're going to also uh do a replay of when they blew out the Packers early in the year I'd say it's definitely possible but it's also it's the way football works it doesn't seem like it works out like that so I feel more confident I think with Kansas City having lost that close game to Tennessee last uh earlier in the year by a field goal I think a little bit of the revenge angle there I just have I feel a lot more confident that Kansas City is going to come and and put a whooping on Tennessee more so than I do San Francisco is going to repeat their performance. So reluctantly, that's the way I would look. But I think even even more so here, if you're looking at a way, I, to me it just feels like I think the Niners are a really solid team, but I think I definitely think they're a step down from Kansas City myself. And if you're looking at, um, you know, like I don't, what do you think the in the Super Bowl, if it comes Kansas, Kansas City, San Francisco, what do you think Kansas City is going to be like three? Um, Less let's on that? see. And you think about that. It, 
Yeah, I don't know. I I I have trouble trying to figure out if it'd be two and a half or three. I think I think it's definitely going to affect how they look here in these two games. But yeah, I think it's going to come between two and a half and three somewhere in that pocket. I would guess. Yeah. So then let's just kind of work my way through it here. So, um, if they do come two and a half, and say you, I'm just trying to see because if you do the the Chiefs right now in, in the in a future bet. They're like 125 or so to win the Super Bowl. But if you bet them, so I'm just trying to figure out, would the 125 be better? Or they're a 320 money line this week, and they'd probably be like a 180 or so against the Niners, something like that. So that would pay out to basically even money. So I think unless the Niners are real impressive and Kansas City's not impressive at all, or that game comes closer to pick, even if that game came pick, I mean, you're getting up to plus 150. So I think I, I think it'd be closer to three. So I, I think that it's pretty decent value if you do like the Chiefs as much as I do, where I think it's not a foregone conclusion, but I feel really confident they're going to win this game. So maybe that's a kiss of death right there. And then you're getting them at plus money in the Super Bowl against either the Niners or the Packers. And if the Packers somehow win, then they're, you're really going to get a good price on that. So to me, but yeah, either, either way, if if you like Kansas City, that's a pretty good point. I mean, if, if you like Kansas City, you could come in with that um, and get a plus money bet. And then if you wanted to hedge off a little bit, you could and take the other side, knowing you're going to get another plus money bet, and you yeah. know get a little bit of a middle. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and if it's Niners, it's probably only going to be yeah a couple points, probably three at, at the most. And if it's Packers, it you know could be six, seven points, depending on how both teams look and yeah, the Chiefs look impressive and their offense puts up another 50 points or whatever this week. I think that there could be a lot, a lot of buzz behind them. So you could absolutely get a decent middle opportunity or just, uh, you'll let the bet ride at plus money or come back and scalp a little bit. So that's, that's kind of the way I would do it. I'd, I'd probably, uh, I said as square and obvious as it looks, I just think it's going to be kind of a boring weekend and I would take the two favorites and a, Tease or money line parlay, and my my favorite pick of the week, I guess, would be taking the Chiefs and uh, in a Super Bowl future, and then kind of figuring out what you're going to do with the next week. But uh, that'll do her. That uh, that wraps up the, the huge two game slate. So let's uh, finish up here and do our picks of the week. The AS pick of the week. All right. So last week, like you mentioned, you had the over in the. Tennessee Kansas City game, which got there fairly easily, and I had the Vikings, which got didn't get there fairly easily. So that brings you to eight and ten on the year, and gives you the T box and drops me back to seven and eleven. So why don't you go ahead and go first for this week? Yeah, no surprise here. Like I said, the number got away from you, but it just kind of comes down to um, I'm between either the Kansas City side or the total, and I feel more confident the total. So I'm gonna go ahead and take over fifty three. Uh, that Kansas City Tennessee game, and like I said, it's just kind of a, a little frustrating. We would have done the pod yesterday. I, it would have got a full point better earlier this week. I could have maybe got a fifty-two and a half, fifty, or sorry, fifty-one and a half, fifty-two. But yeah, either way, it's just hopefully it won't matter. Hopefully it had similar uh, writings to the game last week where it just blows over the total. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't like this. I don't like it. I shouldn't say I don't like it as much. It's just the number, I guess, comparatively. I don't like it as much. But I think this game has just as good a shot going over as last week. So. Um. Yeah. Let, let's let's go ahead and go over 53 for the pick of the week. All right, and that makes it real easy for me. I'm going to take the Chiefs minus the seven. So 
we uh, both our picks of the week were attacking the same game. Yeah, no action on the late game. Nope, but well, you got to go with what you like. Nothing wrong with that. Hopefully, uh, you'll cash in early and can just sit back and relax and enjoy the late game. That's so, right. all right. Well, any concluding thoughts here on the uh, conference championship pod? No, yeah, I didn't mention it, but yeah, I did. I know you said you had that Houston plus ten or in game or thirteen or whatever it was, and yeah, was, I'm sitting there after the first quarter with a. A Kansas City minus nine and a half in my pocket, or nine, whatever it was, and yeah, I didn't uh, didn't expect to cash that one. That's for sure. Pretty uh, pretty crazy how that one comes home with just uh, the ups and downs of the NFL is just pretty pretty uh, pretty ridiculous. Yeah, sure is. One of those things if you get too worked up and you know betting more than you're comfortable with, and you're an emotional person, it can uh, can be pretty tolling, pretty taxing, and probably not not probably not healthy for your heart. So either got to Bet with play money that you don't mind, uh, don't mind losing or be, uh, be able to take that kind of stress. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, other than that, including thoughts, it's kind of crazy how quickly the year goes. It feels like not too long ago we're just starting up week one, week two and getting early into a, a full slate and getting excited for football. But now we're going to have going to the off season here. Obviously the Super Bowl should be fun and hopefully, you know, just be really, I think a Kansas City San Francisco matchup would obviously be what I'm rooting for would be the best and the closest from a point spread perspective for sure. And uh, just, I really don't want to see Green Bay in another Super Bowl. It would be pretty frustrating. But, yeah, I, I'm definitely rooting for Kansas City. I think they're going to be the favorite, like we've already mentioned. But I think they're they're the team that I you know hate the least, I guess I could put it. And, obviously, Mahomes is, is pretty uh, pretty entertaining too. Yeah, I think the, the Titans might, would be pretty boring. And at least, I don't like the Packers, but at least with Rodgers getting older and they're – yeah, you know, at least they're like a wide range of outcomes. Like I could see them potentially being in a a shootout, or you know, I could see them have like their defense being incredible, like it's been a couple times during the season. At least they're kind of a little bit interesting to me, even though I don't like them. Where to me, the the Titans are just pretty. I mean, yeah, they're people seem to love running backs, which I just don't totally get. <laughs> to me, it's just not that exciting, unless the running backs just un ungodly amazing, which I think Henry's really good, but. To me, I just don't really want to see the Titans in the, in the Super Bowl. They're about as blah and just bland of a team as there is in the league, in my opinion. Just on one of those AFC South, yeah, whatever teams. And uh, I think their style of play just kind of goes along with that. So I think I'm rooting against the Titans as much as anything just uh, to make the Super Bowl as exciting as possible. But like I kind of mentioned at the beginning of the pod, it's like even if it is a good game, the fact that it's just the only game going and there's so many commercial breaks and you know, majority of the people you're watching the game with at Super Bowl parties and stuff aren't even paying attention to the game or have any idea what's going on in your chit-chat and everything. It's just, I don't know, to the whole, the actual game, it seems like it takes kind of a backseat for the most part unless, you're, unless your team is in it or you bet on somebody pretty heavily. So I guess we'll have to wait and see what the lines are before we uh, see whether we'll be getting involved financially or not. So maybe we'll have that component of it. But, yeah, as far as a, a rooting interest from a fan perspective, I think I don't think I'm going to have one uh, too much, but. Anyway, alrighty, that, uh, that'll do it for the conference championship pod. A little bit quicker one here, obviously, with only the two games. So we'll, uh, come back and I think, should we wait? Obviously, the, the Super Bowl is two weeks here, so probably take an off week next week and then, uh, do. Yeah, I don't know. I think people wanted to break down the, the Pro Bowl, didn't they? Your thoughts for that? No, yeah, Yeah, we'll definitely, uh, take next week off and then, uh, actually be in. In Vegas for the whole week, so that'll be good. And then, uh, yeah, come back and the week after and then preview the Super Bowl for sure. All right. There we go. So 
We'll be back here in two weeks. Uh, best of luck to everybody in the conference championship games. Good luck uh, with any bets that you're going to make. Hopefully uh, there's at least one entertaining game out of the lot and we get a good Super Bowl matchup. So see everybody in two weeks. Thank you for listening to the Arone Sports Podcast. Check out aronesports.com for all of your sports betting needs, including automatic bet tracking, mobile notifications, free picks, and more.